You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Kohl's shares are up 12%. Kohl's managed to make a profit in its recent quarter. The company has been clearing out inventory. Though sales were weaker than a year earlier, Kohl's is holding up better than expected. Wall Street was expecting Kohl's to lose money. Kohl's is also standing by its forecast for the year. Homebuilder Toll Brothers also had an upbeat quarter. The company says home buying picked up in recent months. Toll Brothers is raising expectations for how many homes it will hand over to an owner this year. The company says homeowners have been reluctant to sell and give up low-interest mortgages, which has created demand for new homes. We'll get a better idea today what the Federal Reserve policymakers were considering at the meeting earlier this month. Minutes from that meeting are released today. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax. After Tucker Carlson's firing, the Eric Bowling Show News went Talk, up. News 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios, online at matthew-james.com. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the caregiver. Show. Great to have you with us. We rock and roll. All right, well, your leg. I know Liz is over up there. My headset is way over there by your legs. I'm sorry, Liz. I apologize on there. Anyway, great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline back in studio. Uh, honored to have uh, Solicitor General for the great state of Louisiana, Liz Morrell, who is also wants to be the next Attorney General. Good to see you. How you been? It's good to be here. Uh, I know you've been all over the place because every time I pick up the paper or see something, you 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 probably in those areas. Well, it's like racetrack; you just keep going around, going <laughs> around, trying is, to talk to as the, many people as possible. Yeah, the problem is it's early, but it's never too early. That's right. And number two is uh, more people will concentrate on it as we get a little bit closer. So tell me, uh, what are people telling you? I mean, you you're able to talk to a lot of people now about the position of attorney general. Uh, not to throw Jeff or anybody on the bus, but what are they telling you? Either they want to see, or do they really understand what the Attorney General's job is? 
I know, I know we can sit. I'm not calling anybody stupid because I can't explain everything attorney general does. No, you I think there's a, a lot insight. of things we do that people don't, many, many people don't really understand the full scope of and, and breadth of that office's work. I mean, we just touch pretty much every part of government, local, state, local and state government, um, criminal, civil. You know, one thing that we do that a lot of people don't realize is that we defend somewhere between, on average, three to 5,000 tort lawsuits against the state that are pending every year which amounts to, depending on what the, what the cases are, 5, a billion to, to multiple billions of dollars in risk. So that's taxpayer dollars. It's just, you know, their lawsuits, their, uh, their road hazard lawsuits or their malpractice lawsuits or their slip and fall. I mean, they're just any variety of tort lawsuit against the state, any kind of damages claim against the state. And we, the attorney general is responsible for defending the state um, in claims in tort and contract. So we have thousands of those cases pending every year. Um, and, and it is a lot of money. Just one in particular a few years ago arose from the termination of some teachers after Hurricane Katrina, and the state was sued, and it, um, there was a judgment in state court. as a $2 billion judgment, $2 billion. That was 10 years ago. And so, you know, that, at that time, our budget was about $7 billion of state funds and somewhere around $23 billion total, but seven of that state money, $2 billion would have been, you know, a been, significant it, it, it hit to the budget. Ten percent of your budget. At well, least. yeah, and a lot of when you look at how our budget's already locked down. I mean, where's that money going to come from? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot the attorney general is doing that a lot of people don't know. We we prosecute, we investigate crime. That's a that's a piece of what we do. We have the public protection side of things. That's a whole division in our office where we go out and teach kids um, how to be safe with their cell phone and teach adults how not to be victims of scammers. And um, that's a big part of our office too. One of the things I'm going to bring up to you because, I, I, you know, I'm, I have a hate fest for the media. Donald Trump called it right when he said they were the enemies of the state. And I think we have the same thing in the state of Louisiana. And the reason why I say that is uh, they've been putting this stuff out about libraries. And then they, 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 I know Jeff was yesterday. You're not the attorney general. It was Jeff. He was there. And I look at these bills and I go, wow, who wouldn't want some of the bills that, that y'all fighting for? for parents to have say on their kids. That's it. If you read the bills, they're so simple. But when the media writes it and the, and the stories they tell, they tell a different stories. Uh, I talked to a buddy of mine today, very, very smart guy. He mentioned my fighting libraries. And I said, that's not what they're doing. And that's not what y'all do. That's no, not no, that's what y'all right. are involved in. And I looked at Heather Cloud's bill. These are safe bills for parents to protect kids. But y'all involved in some of that stuff. And I, and I just want to know why, because... If you look at the media, they make it sound like, oh, look at these nuts. They, they crushing librarians, and librarians will come up and say, well, yeah, they're making us the bad guy. That's not what y'all do. No, no. The, the, you know, the, law, the legislation that's been proposed is very narrow. Very and narrow. It, and it, it simply requires that the material, that a parent adult approve of, the, of a child below a certain age. The being parent of their off. kid. The parent has to approve it. That's okay. right. So it's, it's not... Um, censoring, you know, it's it's just simply expecting some parental supervision over material that you would expect a parent to want to have some control over anyway. Um, so those those bills are really very narrow. And then, you know, my but job... Would as you so- agree with me? The media doesn't exactly play it that way. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> they make it sound like, oh, my God, and right. then they, they, they set this stuff no, up No, they, they the make kill. it look like we're about to have... Everybody's about to go out and burn a bunch of books in the library. That's not and, what y'all doing. You know, one of the things that I always think about when this first discussion kind of came up was they, they kept saying, you know, you can't take books out of the library. That strikes me as ridiculous. 
we always take books out of the library. They're constantly removing books and putting new books in. These aren't magic wall libraries. Like, they have fixed walls. Mm -hmm. There's only a certain amount of space. There's only a certain amount of shelf space for books. And so over time, they're constantly changing out the collection. So, you know, I think if people actually approached this from um, a more, if they would look at it rationally and say, well, we're always moving books in and out of the library. We have to decide what the fixed, you know, what they've got fixed amount of space, got to figure what books are going to be there on a continuing basis. And we're going to change that, that, that content over time. Um, but, you know, my job as attorney general and as solicitor general now would be to defend the law that the legislature passes. So I that's look it. at those laws, and yeah. I don't think there's a problem with them. No, that's that's. but I wanted you to talk about it and discuss it just for a second because I read the advocate in some of these places that are just appalled at the angles they take to blast Landry or blast anybody in the way, and this is not what's being done. I would think a bill that would allow a parent to be in control of a child is a dang good bill. And here's, the, and here's what I'm going to say. I may, want, I may not want my kid to see something, but if, say, you want, I know you don't, but you wanted your kid to see all this explicit, all this stuff, you can make that choice. It doesn't change that, does it? No. It lets that person say, hey, if that's what you want for your kids, that's you right. can do it. But Moon can protect his. That's right. Yeah. And I, what's so hard about that? Why is it so hard to explain? Seems like common sense. Seems no, like well. good you know, look, we, we're all, and then we're having this other weird debate. It's not a weird debate. It's it, what, there's a disconnect in these two debates, right? That you've got all of this discussion about library and library books, and yet we're also having a discussion about social media and the fact that these social media algorithms are driving really explicit content to, to minors. You know, when years ago, you remember the big tobacco lawsuit, mm -hmm. we that our state and a lot of states all over the country, all the states, sued Big Tobacco yeah. for peddling tobacco and getting children addicted to tobacco. Correct. Well, they're doing that now with social media and with with explicit content through these social media sites that are, that are accessible. And so we have looked, and I think legislate, legislators are looking for ways to protect our children from, you know, just the, the, the massive push of explicit content to them through all of these social media sites that are there that are ubiquitous no they're doubt, everywhere no and and so you know there's there and there is a demand for that i mean people are saying we've got to protect our kids like it's terrible they're and they're not just addicted to the explicit content they get addicted to to just being on their phones all the time because the algorithms are built to do that they are built to create engagement and keep you on as long as you can can be on and so we see this explosion of mental health problems with kids, mm -hmm. and it's driven by a lot by their, their being on social media. And so the question is, can we do something about Well, yes, we can do something about that. Walking. Absolutely, we can do something about that. And we need to put control back in the hands of parents. So those bills just do the same thing. They are <laughs> not any different. You know, I, I, I was thinking, coming to where I said, these bills are as simple as one plus one is, equals two. Now, if you want to screw it up and say it equals five and seven and explain it, and you can't, but that's kind of what they're doing. I'm going, you're going, that's, that's about right. It's so simple. The media, with the help of these these groups and organizations, are, uh, you know, acting like everything is wrong. I was I was laughing because uh, I looked at Florida, and you got this group and that group, and they're saying don't travel to Florida. 
And I'm not a big beach person, my bride is. And I hadn't been to the beach in years, but I said, book us a trip. <laughs> if, if all those people are leaving and not going, I'm going to Florida. And so we're going to Florida a yeah, few days. Go I, I'm going to have a good time. Uh, I want you to explain to people in this race, well, you, I, I know your background, you said it, but I want you to explain the background and your experience, which gives you a heads up as an attorney general. Because, I mean, as solicitor general, you had to do a lot. Everybody knows solicitor general is really important. But explain your background, and, and you've been in front of the Supreme Court and stuff like that. Just give us a little background of who you are when it comes to the job that you're applying for. You know, so most recently my, my practice is, um, is, is both state and federal, criminal and civil, um, I have been in front of the Supreme Court at oral argument five times. I've been up there sometimes on cases that we've won without having to have oral argument. Um, I have a, a, a significant federal practice in challenging the Biden administration's policies, um, wh- and we look specifically at how those are going to hurt our state and hurt our economy or our people or our li- civil liberties and, um, and, and make a decision about whether to pursue that suit. Um, before that, you know, kind of leading up to the job that I have now as Solicitor General, I have over 30 years of practice. I mean, I've worked at every level of the state and federal government. Um, you know, I've, I've done a whole lot of things. I mean, I clerked, started out of law school, clerking in federal court, um, clerked in the state appellate court, taught at the law school for 12 years and worked with some, you know, phenomenal law professors. I practiced. Um, I have an LLM, a master's degree in alternative dispute resolution from Pepperdine. I did a United States Supreme Court fellowship during that time. Um, came back and really sort of dedicated myself to a new focus, and that was working in state government. Um, and and what I'm really, really passionate about is defending the Constitution and defending um, our people and, and doing that in a way that sort of keeps all the players in the system accountable, which is which mm-hmm. is really fun. I mean, it's, that's a, that's the job of the attorney general. It's kind of it's chief legal officer of the state, and I think that all of my experience um, is what makes me the best candidate for this job. Yeah, you got a great experience. Let me take a break. I'm gonna come back. We'll do one more segment. Her name is Liz Morrell. She is the solicitor general of the great state of Louisiana. She wants to be the next attorney general. We'll come back Q and A with her a few more minutes. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. We we'll take a break. Be right back. remember recess? Our children may not because our kids are busy learning how to take a standardized test. One size fits all. That's what teachers must teach, the LEAP test. So it's hard to get kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. These things can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. Experts know kids do better when you let them be kids, but our experts don't. They make teachers teach a test. Meanwhile, we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them, let them do their jobs. While we're at it, let's provide farm fresh food to kids at school. Our farms have an abundance. Our kids need the nutrition and our schools already make meals. My name is Hunter Lundy. I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian, a conservative, and an independent. Exercise, life skills, teachers who teach, and farm fresh food. Why not? Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can 
pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill, and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Chestnut brother. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Stories behind the scenes. Hi, y'all. All welcome to the show. Well, it's Great. getting to the point where most of them aren't behind the scenes anymore. I don't. You, I, you I, telling them? I'm telling them on air. <laughs> I ain't got a problem with that. Anyway, it's uh, back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us, uh, Liz Morrell, Solicitor General. Uh, in the great state of Louisiana, under the Attorney General, she is running for Attorney General. You know, one of the things that I, I, I kind of got a kick out of uh, too was uh, that you know, too many lawsuits. I kind of got a kick out of that because I saw a lot of the lawsuits had a lot to do with COVID, that everybody was behind y'all. And the other day, I can find it if I look real fast, <laughs> the, the, the uh, House is in the Senate are passing something, ordering the Attorney General to go make a lawsuit. You made right. a, Which one is that on? That's the flood. That's national flood insurance. Yeah, and so, and so oh, are we mad at y'all right. for some lawsuits? And, and yeah. so when I looked at these lawsuits, I thought, I hadn't seen one yet that I thought was frivolous. Not one. But yet, once again, this is media-driven. Uh, I know one of the opponents for, for Jeff in the governor's race, uh, lawsuit, uh, land, lawsuit Landry, I thought, well, name a lawsuit that you wouldn't be for. Right. How about immigration? Like everybody, you know, we, we have several on immigration. We got I-10 and I-20 coming straight in from Texas, mm-hmm. from the border. Sure. And drugs coming into our state. People coming across the border unimpeded now. And, you know, so we brought lawsuits to slow the, the, the traffic coming across sure. the border because it's coming straight across into us. It, it puts it burdens our public um, systems, you know, Medicaid, schools. It brings drugs into our state. By the I mean, way, I could introduce you to a lady from here, maybe two. I know of one that she'll, she'll be glad to talk to you about the death of a young 21-year-old daughter, right? 23-year-old daughter, fentanyl. It's terrible. Uh, and I, I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you. I mean, but so when I look at lawsuits, I kind of think that's kind of your job. You got to protect the state, don't you? Well, yeah, the criticism is we're fighting other people's battles, which is not accurate. I mean, every lawsuit we bring has a, I mean, it has an impact here. We look at whether, how that affects us here. Does it affect other states too? It may affect them the same way that it affects us. Does that mean, you know, I mean, the decision we have to make is are we going to fight? And and you can't win if you don't fight. So we are going to go out and fight for our people and fight to protect 
us against our state and our people against the overreach of the federal government. And especially when we identify impacts here, all the energy policy lawsuits that we brought have a dramatic impact here. If y'all had not did all the lawsuits y'all have, y'all won a lot of them too, thank God. I mean, you look at uh, the other day, every they had like 16, what was it, Brian, 20-something states, 20-something states decided to send National Guard troops to help at the border with, with Governor Abbott. Now, we are a border in the state of Texas. I know people in Baton Rouge may not know that. I'm talking about the legislators and governor. Our governor doesn't do that. Our governor didn't lift a hand to help Abbott to fight a problem that affects us. And that's kind of what, what you're saying. You're saying the things that are happening there are happening here. Right. They're starting there, but they're working their way here, and that's what you're trying to protect. And we're just not that far away. I mean, it doesn't take very we, long. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Matter of fact, we are Texas. Somewhat yeah. in, in the point that, you know, Shreveport and Lake Charles and those areas, they go right into Texas. You know, Toledo Bend, you just cross the river, you're right there in Texas. So I don't, I have not seen the frivolous lawsuits, but here's the problem. You go out there and somebody says, well, all these lawsuits, what, explain them to me. And they can't explain any of them. It's what they read in the Advocate article. Yeah, I mean, what, how about Title IX? I mean, Title IX affects us. We have an enormous point. amount of money that we get from the federal government under Title IX, and if they change the meaning of the, the terms and change the terms of our grant funding, we've got to start changing all kinds of things about how um, we treat girls and boys in school all the way from, yeah. from you know, early pre-K all the way up. It affects everything. So, you know, absolutely those decisions have a huge impact on us. And I think the problem is if you don't have the wisdom and the judgment to recognize that, then we got a problem. Well, I just know this, that I looked at a lot. Of, I just went back. You can, go, you can go find and look at lawsuits. And I kept going through going, well, all these lawsuits during COVID. I mean, we, we shut our whole economy down for no reason. Right. Uh, uh, making workers take a vaccine. Thank God y'all still, I mean, wearing a mask to stop what? Well, and you had the, you had yeah, the federal and state side yeah. of that, right? I mean, when we saw this kind of massive abdication of a lot of elected officials, um, a lot of judges just not doing their job. And we still have a lot of cleanup to do. I think in the in the, the post-COVID analysis, we've got to look at whether we've got problems. And we do have problems. We have problems with our State Disaster Powers Act. It allowed a lot of people, legislators, judges, everybody to stand back and say, uh, we're just going to let the governor decide. And so the governor proceeded to issue order after order after order, suspending laws, exceeding his, his lawful powers. Finally, a couple of judges started to step up and take action. I mean, the Supreme Court led the way with with some church decisions. Right, but, Tony you know, Spell thing Tony was Spell absolutely was prosecuted a disaster by years. Edwards and them. Yes, two Edwards years. and them went after him. I mean, no they doubt. did. And I, I think that it was, you know, I mean, it, it really sort of still shocks my conscience that he had to defend himself from a criminal prosecution for violation of an executive order, which the law explicitly says cannot make criminal law. Yeah. It, it would violate separation powers. In their favor. And the law says it expressly in black and white. You can't make new crimes yeah. by executive order. And yet nobody stopped it. Not a judge, not the DA, nobody. Until it got to the Louisiana Supreme Court two years later, and then in a, you know... Yeah. A, a, a close decision. I mean, a four-three decision. It don't matter. We they, won. We won. By, by the and way, Judge Crane wrote a great decision. Tell people how to get in touch with your campaign. Uh, www.liz4la.com. Liz4la.com. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks Best for having me. Anytime. You're always welcome. All right, we're gonna take a break. More to come. Moon Graffon Show. Danny McCormick on his uh, gun bill coming up right after this.
Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. Get the shield. Yeah. For electrical. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome, Moongraphon Show. Great to have you with us as we rock and roll. Already hump day, 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management hotline. It's an honor to have representative from Oil City. Oil City. Mr. Danny McCormick, John was representing McCormick. How you doing, Danny? I'm doing good, Moon. How y'all doing today? Man, man, I'm doing great. You know, I'm, uh, I'm always excited every day, but I don't think I'm as excited as you with the bill you got uh, moving along yesterday. So let's talk a little bit about guns and, and, and what you were able to move across. And I've already seen a uh, testimony of ignorance against it. But uh, anyway, tell us about the bill, the bill number, and where are we? It's HB 131, Moon. It's a constitutional carry. Uh, we got it moved out of the House yesterday. We had a, a supermajority, had 70 votes for it. It's a, it's a true constitutional carry bill. It had bipartisan support, and uh, we're excited uh, to get it moving. It's a little bit late in the session. We'll be looking forward to get it scheduled in the Senate. And uh, it's some of the bill that I've filed every four years since I've been down here. It's a bill very popular with the people of Louisiana and the Second Amendment supporters, and uh, and we're glad to have it moving in the right direction. Well, my, that's my, my next big question for you. 
uh, it, the Senate where every good bill, every good bill goes to die because of leadership. I know you need them. What's the, what's the, what's the deal on that? Because I know the governor's tight with the, the Senate president, and I'm just a little concerned about, uh, about them moving it and even getting it through a committee. So your thoughts on that? And, and that's true. That is a concern. That's one reason I'm uh, encouraging everybody to reach out to their senator and to the, the president of the Senate and tell them they're ready to, for this to be scheduled and be passed and, uh, and get the people involved in it. That's, that's, uh, that's important to let your listeners know that uh, once their senators and state reps hear from them, it makes a difference. And, uh, and, uh, and to get in touch with the Senate president also and let him know that they want this bill scheduled. Well, I, I, give out the number again, and I want you to go through exactly what the bill does. And, and, and the, 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 the bill number is HB 131. It's constitutional carry. And, and basically in Louisiana right now, if you're 18 years of age and you're a law-abiding citizen, good standing, uh, good standing uh, as far as your criminal record, no, no, haven't committed a crime, you can open and carry a firearm. Uh, and the, what my bill does, it just mimics open carry. If you can legally open carry, you'll be able to legally conceal carry without a permit. I give you, for instance, and Liz and I have four granddaughters, and when, those, when they turn 18, move away from the house, and the most vulnerable that you can ever be, they can, they, they can take a pistol and strap it on their side and walk into Walmart. But if they put that same pistol in their purse, protect themselves from murders and rapists, now they become a criminal. Wow. Uh, constitutional carry, this type bill is legal in 27 states now. Every state t- t- uh, touching Louisiana has constitutional carry. It's, and it's a Second Amendment right. I mean, it's something that's been taken away from the people that they had a right to. So we're, just, we're not giving them anything. We're just restoring a right back to them that the government took away from them. Yeah, oh, it's no doubt about it. And and here's the thing about it, uh, uh, and I've saw the, the the information from people who are against it and all that stuff, and they keep saying, well, it's going to make things worse. No, it's not. Somebody that wants to do harm is going to be in a position to do harm, and they're going to do it, and they're not going to care. But if you got somebody in a, in, a, in, a, in a business or whatever, Walmart, you mentioned, whatever, and somebody can open fire back on them, they may be a little bit leery before they start firing guns on people. You bet. We've already seen that happen in the mall up north this, this past summer when the, the young gentleman that was in the mall with his girlfriend, he was constitutional carrying. Yep. Uh, an, uh, a, a person come in, uh, some started mass shooting, had killed two or three people in a matter of just four or five seconds. This young man pulled his, his, his uh, pistol out that he was constitutionally carrying and stopped the shooter in his tracks. There's no telling how many lives he saved that day. And that's a good guy with a gun taking out a bad guy with a gun. Yeah, you know, they, they always say a mass shooting stops when the good guy with a gun shows up. I had no doubt about it. And you know what's sad? There were people in the media that downed the guy for doing what he did. Now, you know, Danny, I'm, I'm probably like you, or maybe I'm a little different. Somebody said, well, we don't want a, a, fight it like, a fight at the OK Corral breaking out. I do. If, if we got a choice between a fight at the OK Corral breaking out, that means people got guns to defend themselves and help people, versus somebody walking in, and they're the only ones with a gun in a school, in a mall, whatever, give me the fight at the OK Corral. Give me the fight, because that means we have a chance. But when you bring in, somebody brings in a gun, and he's the only one with the gun, 
that kind of makes it unfair. And uh, I, I, so we, so we, uh, somebody said, well, somebody might accidentally get shot. Well, the other way, somebody's not going to accidentally get shot. They're going to get shot on purpose, and nobody can defend them. And, and that's true, Moon. And, you know, and, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, we already have open carry. So uh, the, we don't, you know, we're not having, uh, the, we're not the wild, wild west now. I mean, basically right now, uh, for instance, I can I can put a pistol on my side and walk, walk into Walmart. But if I get cold and put a coat on and it accidentally covers up that pistol, now I'm a criminal. You know, and it doesn't just because I put a coat on doesn't change the type of person I am. You know, I'm I'm still a law-abiding citizen, and you know, this only applies to law-abiding citizens. If you're a criminal, you you can't have a firearm anyhow. So this, and and the criminals are already carrying concealed. So this just gives the right to self-defense. You know, I, I, I tell everybody, I say, if you were riding down the road and you seen a man beating a dog, and that dog turned around and bit that man, you'd say that man got what he deserved. But here in Louisiana, we 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 leave our most vulnerable girls, uh, 18, 19, and twenty year olds, and uh, and 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 even older, the ones that can that can't afford a permit. We don't give them the right to put a pistol in their purse and protect them from murders and rapists. And the one, of, and, and as you very well know, we have three of the most dangerous cities in 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 the United States. Mm-hmm. We need this bill as much or more than anybody. Yeah, I'm a. I hope there's not penalizing of you from the Senate because you voted for the best budget we could possibly get. You know how that goes, too, and I, I hate the thought of that. But uh, Well, this... you know, we, we have two budgets. I call one of them, Moon, the drunk sailor budget, <laughs> and I call the other one, let's keep our grandkids here budget. So it, it's pretty much pretty easy which one I'm going to choose. You know, I'm, I'm, I've asked them, have they talked to Dame, Dave Ramsey yet and seen what he yeah. thinks is the best, the best budget? Yeah, no, well, they're not going to do that because they don't want they want to spend money. They don't care about what's a good budget. You know, uh, Danny, I was thinking about that. So you're in a movie theater, and if we had, let's say we had 100 people in a movie theater, and we had 100 people with guns, wouldn't bother me none. It really wasn't. But if we were in a movie theater, we had 100 people, and one who wanted to do bodily harm and physical harm and harm against somebody was a bad person with a gun, it would bother me. But if nobody's in that to defend themselves, that person's going to win and wipe out people. I can't believe we can't convince the left and these people to understand that you got to be able to defend yourself. That's all you're talking about here. It's just the right to self-defense is what we're looking for. Just the ability to bring an equalizer to the table. You know, uh, just, just, just the ability to protect our family, our loved ones, our friends, our neighbors. We just want that basic right that was given to us by God and preserved in the constitution. You know, we're, the fact that it was taken away is appalling. And, uh, and the fact that we've waited this long to give it back is appalling. And it, it's, it, you know, this is a this is a bill that time has come. It, yeah. It's time to to give these rights back to the people. Hey, you got a few more minutes? You bet. All right, talk a little bit about the legislature, real quick, and I'll let you get out of here. Danny McCormick, Representative Danny McCormick, one of the good guys in the legislature, trying to do the work of God Himself. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back.
politicians aren't going to save Louisiana, but the right leader will. Stephen Wagesback for governor. Stephen is pro-law enforcement. He supports parents' rights. And Stephen believes Louisiana's people are the key to our economic success. Everything the other states are doing, we can easily do with the right plan and the right leader and the right movement that begins in moments like this. I'm running for governor of Louisiana, and we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagesback, the right leader for governor. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana PAC. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Microphone here. My friends at the Louisiana Sportsman Coalition are the only group fighting for water access in the state. Louisiana is the only state that restricts access to tidally influenced water. There are 3 million acres of coastal Louisiana alone, and 2.4 million acres are considered by some as privately owned. This is our water. You can look it up. Article 450 of Louisiana Civil Code protects tidally influenced state water. Real privately owned water does not connect to the state water, and even the courts are standing to recognize it. Help stop the madness. Join LASC for all Louisiana's right to fish. Go to LASC.com. Join now. Welcome back, Microphone Show. Great to have you with us, 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline, MatthewJames.com. Check him out. You know, we're supposed to have John Blanchett on. I really need him to come on and talk about this financial stuff and all this borrowing and debt. And uh, he'll, he'll be able to tell people what I know he's going to tell them. Uh, Danny McCormick from All City. He's a representative from All City. just... Got the, out the House, House Bill 131. You need to call Cortez and the gang and say, hey, let's pass this. Let's get two-thirds votes so the governor can't veto it. And uh, that, that would be very important. Uh, Danny, uh, I, I do want to jump a little a bit with you. Uh, the budget, uh, I think I want to tell you all, you know, I, I stay on a lot of them guys and ladies down there, but uh, the budget the House passed was absolutely 100% spot on the money. Now... Here comes Jay Darden. As you know, and I don't have to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this just for the audience. The budget and all the money and the numbers normally come from the governor's office, correct? 
That's correct. Okay, That's so, right. So Jay Norton comes up and says, oh, no. Y'all got $200 million. Y'all budget's not balanced. Uh, that Edwards administration said, too, that a House-approved budget, which he opposed, actually passed the state threshold by nearly $200 million. Now, I've been in contact with people. They think this is totally wrong. But I just want to get your take on it because it looks like desperation to me. But they get to have the numbers and play with the numbers. If you recall, when uh, Edwards got in, everybody was talking about $850 million budget deficit. He comes out and gives a speech, says it's $2 billion. Because they, they don't know what's had the numbers. They just... I, I think I still think that was a made-up number. So, what do you do with this now? Or are y'all still talking about it? Yeah, we're 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 going to hold solid, Moon. You know that they're going to play with the numbers. They're going to threaten uh, employees that work for the state. They're going to do what they do to try to uh, to bust the cap and spend all that money. And I, I really feel good about it. You know, I think we got a couple of things going on in our favor too. Uh, you know, we got a we got an election year, so we got people that are constituents are going to be to vote to reelect or not reelect them pretty soon. So that's that's in our favor. Um, you know, we have uh, um, uh, we have several conservative members that are have uh, you know signed a pledge in the House not not to uh, pat, not, not to bust the cap. And you know that's our goal. I mean, the first thing we got to do to keep our grandkids here and our kids, Moon, and that's to be financially responsible. And I think this is the most one of the most exciting things we've got got going for us. And since I've been down here, you know, and something else too we've got going. Uh, you know, we're looking at probably going to have a Republican governor next time around. And you know, that Republican governor is probably going to be aggravated at those. Uh, senators and representatives that put them in a money bind because they're financially irresponsible, you know, today. So, you know, they may be afraid of retributions down the line. So we have a, we have some political things that are in our favor, even though those they're pushing strong to bust that cap. Let me ask you a question so you can get, tell people, give them an idea what y'all have to go through as a legislator. And what I mean by that, Danny, is the pressure that comes from constituents and lobbying groups that are really ripping on y'all for not opening the cap because the other side's saying, well, I can't give you no money if the Republicans on the House don't do their job. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on you guys from people, and that's what you have to be able to That's what you have to be able to say, this is who I am, this is what we need to do, I'm not moving. And, and that's exactly right, Moon. And, you know, there is a critical infrastructure need around this state and our towns and our districts and and everything there is that critical infrastructure need but the first thing we have to do is is get our house in order and be responsible with our money so uh, uh i mean you know and when i come down here i put a set of principles that i was going to go by and when i go to vote sometimes i vote no by myself and that's because i'm standing on my principles so once you're grounded in your principles and you know what you believe you know, the, the voters can decide whether they want me to come back down here or not. But I can tell you, the, the voters in my district are, are, are considerably conservative voters. They want me to be financially responsible. They want their kids and grandkids staying close enough to them that they don't have to fly halfway, halfway around the country to see a moon. And this is one of the most important steps that we can do right here is get our house in order, be financial conservatives, and do what we said we were going to do when we were elected. No doubt about it. And I, and I just think it was such a great budget. I knew they were going to try to throw wrinkles. And that's what uh, I never forget. First budget, Edwards. I'm sorry, our budget deficit is now $2 billion. It was a lie. It was a lie, Danny. Nobody's ever proved it. 
I'm still waiting for Ziza Rang, although I know he's hanging tough now to come prove that. But I'm going to let him get through the session. We'll do it after. But now they come up and Jay Darden comes up. Well, no, y'all $200 million over. Well, if you're willing to stick to the principles, $200 million over. And by the way, I talk to people that say we don't think that's correct. We don't think the numbers he's using are correct. The problem is they're the ones that provide the numbers. Exactly. That's right. You know, uh, we have we have Brett Guyman, which is, is mm-hmm. has been a great asset to us. Raymond Cruz has been working hard on this. Other ones have been working hard on it. And these people that we know that have never lied to us before, so we know the numbers they're they're uh, telling us they believe to be correct from the data they have, and uh, and that's what we're hanging with. I mean, we're we're hanging with the the the, the true conservatives that. Uh, are, are honest to their word. They, they say what they mean, and they mean what they say. And and uh, and, and we're sticking to those numbers. You know, you know the the emotion of of you know of of uh, you know a certain project. You know, the the kicker is what's going to happen in three years when we're in uh, we have these huge deficits. What's going to happen well, to the I'll project? Tell you right now, all the people that are telling you to raise the money, they don't care. All they're going to want y'all to do is extend the point four five cent sales tax. We're already paying it. We've been paying the tax for 10 years because Republicans in Bel Air was bid into the fact that we only need a little money for a little bit of time. No, they need it forever because we're going to keep spending like we got money forever. And that's the problem. I want to quote uh, Cortez. Now, this is going to sound like Bill Clinton. You know, remember, we, what it depends on what the definition of is is. Cortez says on this money. <laughs> well, no, I'm, 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 I want you to listen to this. Cortez says on the $200 million that we just talked about. It all comes back to interpretation of what an appropriation is. Does that not sound like, depending on what the definition of is is, that, that's exactly what he's doing. They're throwing out a definition to, to mess up the budget, the responsible budget that the House passed. Yeah, that, 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 is a, that does sound like a, a Bill Clinton uh, quote there. <laughs> no, no. depends on what the definition of is is. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, they can come yeah. back with money because Jay Darden will run out there with the governance. Oh, well, y'all budget screwed up. Y'all, we had, y'all spending $200 million more than you're supposed to. And so, but here's the kicker. You said it. As, as long as the House holds to principle, Jay Darden and, and, and Cortez and Edwards and them can do whatever they want to do. If y'all hold to the principle, they eventually got to come around to your way thinking. But let's be blunt. There's a lot of threatening going on. And there's a lot of threatening. When I say threatening of taking away projects out of House District, let's be honest, that's how the threatening's going on. They're saying, you ain't going to get this money. They're going behind y'all back to talk to municipalities about how you're not going to get nothing if old Danny McCormick don't vote right. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're exactly right. That's exactly how the pressure comes. And, and you know, uh, all those pr- 90% of the projects that get uh, promised never never come uh, to fruitation anyhow. So, uh I hadn't been here for four years, and I've seen that already happen. So, you know, what you promise and what you get are two different things. But, you know, and like I said, Moon, it just goes back to being responsible, turning this state around, uh, working on getting rid of the personal in- income tax. You want to give everybody a raise? You want to give everybody in Louisiana a raise? Get rid of the personal income tax. You'll give the teachers a raise, and you give the firemen a raise, but you'll also give the oil field workers and the electricians and the construction workers a raise. Everybody get a raise if Hey, if we do away the personal income tax. Don't forget talk show hosts. <laughs> hey, talk yeah, show hosts and correct. producers. I'm Brandon. Brandon said he'll take that raise. <laughs> yeah, let me you bet. What, let, let me keep my income and determine how I'm gonna spend my money. 
that would be the really, really good thing to do. But, Danny, y'all got to hang in there and fight because uh, the Senate has got to perform, and there's 27 Republicans. And I hear there's only about seven that are willing to maintain what they need. All the Democrats are going to vote. Whatever leftists comes out and spend to come out, they're going to spend. But let's see in the, in the Senate how many real conservatives we have. This is going to show us how many conservatives we have. This is, you know, the, the proof's in the pudding, so they say, so they say Moon. You know, when, what I like about this place is people have to vote. And when they vote, they go on the record. And, they, and then it's up to their, their people to hurt, hold them accountable. So that's... Uh, I'm I'm excited to see what the vote is, but like you said, all, all we need is 36 out of 105 in the in the House, and we we can kill anything they send back to us we don't like, and and we send it over there with way more than than 36. So, it I'm really excited about the position we are in the House and able to block this irresponsible spending they're talking about doing in the Senate. We got to get out of here. Thank you, sir. God bless. We'll talk to you again. Thank you, sir. Y'all have a great one. Right, Dan McCormick, all-city representative. And, boy, they're right. And, boy, they're going to all them Senate and Cortez. Look, I'll come back and talk about blank page, the threatening, the Edwin Edwards-style politics that are being played by page, blank page Cortez. It's ungodly what this man is doing in the Senate. Excuse me, the senators that are following him are absolutely ridiculous. We'll get to all that and more in the second hour of the Moon Graffon Show. You're welcome to call him. I'm, I'm promise you, I don't mind. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL. It's the end of the road with KISS on December 2nd. And we want you to be in there. Four times a day, seven days a week at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m., we'll give out KISS code words. Enter that code into our mobile app, and you're in the running to win two tickets to Kiss's Farewell Show at MSG. Transportation in a hotel for two nights in New York City, and $500 in cash to rock out in the Big Apple. Download our app for full rules, code word times, and the shot at being part of rock and roll history. And here's your chance to win that Kiss flyaway package to New York. Right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Your 2 o'clock code is extreme. Now's the chance. Go input that code over on KPL965.com or on the KPL News app. Hey, everyone. This is Joe Cunningham. You can check out my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, every weekday from 3 to 4 p.m. right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media.
Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. It's a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Holland. Folks, I'm loaded up today. I got a lot of national stuff. We'll get to all that in the next two hours. Uh, just so much stuff going on. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about this. This uh, So Jay Dorn and the, the governor and them, they're going to do whatever they can. The games they play and, and Blank Page Cortez. Blank just soon be a liberal Democrat. I mean, that's, that's, that's who, what he acts like. He acts like part of the good old boy network. He acts like John Alario. They are threatening. I'm telling y'all, I'm getting this from a lot of people, and I wish the lawmakers would start taping Cortez and some of these senators who are doing all the threatening. There's a lot, it's the same thing Edwin Edwards and the rest of them did. They're coming in, they'd wear you out. And they get people to go wear you out. And this is what's happening. This is why a lot of good people just, they, they, they don't want to fight anymore. Okay. They put up with, with the BS. Cortez is a Republican. He got 26 other Republicans in the Senate. You would think, you would think if they ran on less taxes and less government, we'd have more than seven. I count seven, seven of them that we can count on to do something. Seven. Somebody said I ought to give you the name. Let's see if I can name them. Want to say I'm proud to name them? Uh, let's see. Heather Cloud. Okay. Uh, the young lady that, uh, that that helped pass the bill to protect young women, Brandon. You remember what I'm talking about? Uh, the transgender bill? Yeah. I don't, it's a, it's a Not, it wasn't Murrell. It was, uh, I can't believe I can't remember her name. She remember, Beth Mizell. Okay. Jeremy Stein. He's standing up. Cameron Henry. Talbert. Uh, that says one, two, three, four, five. There's two more, Brandon. Uh, Womack. He's standing up. And there's one other senator. I'm trying to figure who the next senator is. And I'm, it's, I don't have a list in front of me. And I apologize if I'm missing one of the good guys. Uh, there's one more guy in there that's willing to fight. And it's not the guys from Shreveport because they're not fighting at all. It's not anybody from Baton Rouge because they're not fighting at all. Who's the senators here? Well, blank page. I mean, Jesus. Uh, so those six, and there's a, there may be one or two more that are fighting for us. The rest of them off the cliff with Cortez and the good old boy network. I mean, Mark Abraham, oh, y'all, you just forget about it. Mike Reese's peanut butter cup. He's a buttercup to Cortez. No, I can't say anything... Uh, I guarantee the one out of Monroe, he, 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 he's all Cortez, too, whatever Cortez tells him. Fred Mills, forget about it. Fred ain't never done something conservative the whole time he's been in office. So you, you just don't have many conservative senators that really want to change the state. I apologize. I'm missing one or two more, but it's six or seven of them. That's it. That really say, hey, we're going to stand up and we're not going to be foolish about this. But Cortez and his gang are threatening the hell out of them. And they're not threatening physical home. That's not the threat. The threat is you ain't getting no projects in your area. You're going to be stripped. And they know Bill Evans can strip a lot of people. Like Danny McCormick's bill in the Senate, the one with the carry. That ought to pass 27 uh, Republican senators. It might not even get through. It might not even get to a committee. Cortez may not let it go through. That's on Cortez. He plays the game that's always been played in Louisiana. 
He's as pathetic as Alario and the rest of them. And you can get mad at me. Oh, I like him. I think he's doing a real good job. You go ahead and believe that we're headed in the right direction with these guys spending every penny. He's got money getting ready to come back to him, too. You can almost book it. And then he signed with Bill Edwards, who's as woke as any governor in the country. He's woke on every single... He would be woke on abortion, but he knew that was the one thing, the one social issue he better not mess up on in Louisiana. The only reason he's pro-life is because he wanted to win elections. And hell, he's trying to get rid of a bill he signed into law. He's trying to go back on that bill in abortion. He signs it in the law... And then he, this year he's trying, to, he's, he's trying to push bills that will weaken the, uh, the pro-life bill that we have. And Cortez is right there with him, and Jay Darn's as guilty as anybody. And you can get mad at me all you want to. What I'm telling you is a fact. These guys are hurting us, and they've been hurting us for a long time. I know Cortez had no leadership ability. They're doing the same thing Edwin Edwards taught them to do. And Larry on them taught. Why? What do you think? They, Brandon, they got that budget last week. It was a week, week before. They got a budget. They've been having a budget. They made, they're going to sit on a budget to the end of the session. They're going to sit on a budget to the end of the session. They're going to do everything in secret at the end of the session where everybody's in panic mode. But I would tell my friends in the House, hold your powder. Let's go to a special session if that's what it takes. Well, you ain't got to go down. I know I'll be working here. <laughs> I got to go to work every day. It don't matter. I don't get off. For this. I don't get off. I don't have a part-time job. Cortez and them are threatening people with projects. They're playing the game that cost us. They're playing the game to keep Louisiana dead last. Why do you want to play that game? Let me tell you something else. The federal government is going to one day not send this money to us. We have become such a dependent state under the leadership of Bill Edwards, if you want to call it leadership, but it's leadership in the wrong direction. And that's, my, that's, that's, that's what I don't understand, why people, if you think spending all this money is smart, when we are sucking wind, when we don't have any more money, when the federal government says we don't have any more money, what is the state of Louisiana going to do? If y'all think we're going to get a hurricane and we just, they're just going to keep throwing billions of dollars at us, you're wrong. And, you know, people are now starting to tell me something I said for 15 years, and CB actually came up with it, is that hurricanes and floods are economic development here because nobody does anything about it. Let me ask y'all a question. Blank page and... Jay Darn and the governor are protesting the budget by the House. The budget they want is to spend, 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 spend. And their budget. How are we creating jobs with their budget? How are we making the state more solvent with their budget? How are we creating a workforce that's better with their budget when all you do is spend money, which causes major problems? The next governor, whoever that person may be, it's going to have major problems. And you know what the answer is going to be? Raise taxes. Raise some more taxes. Hell, just take it out of the business's rear end. It don't matter. Cortez is not the leader for this time. This is really screwed up. And we got the three stooges in office right now. All of them back then. 
Now, Clay's running for a statewide office. He has no choice but to vote right. He's got to vote right now. I don't think it helps him at all, but he's got to vote right now. Cortez and some of his lieutenants in the Senate, some of his lieutenants in the Senate are not stepping up. I mean, they're stepping up and threatening all these house guys. Brad Allen, I, I kind of laugh at him. He's over here fighting to get rid of these business taxes. On the meanwhile, spending every penny he possibly can. He's a true enough, good old boy network guy who now wants his son to take his place so he can keep the gravy train running, I guess. I met his son. He's really a nice guy. Nothing to do with that. You go talk to these House members, folks. I'm talking to them behind the scene. Talking to a few senators, too. And there's been a meeting with some House and Senate Republicans that were conservative trying to figure out what to do. But meanwhile, the Edwards, the Edwards group, and I'm talking about Edwin of Edwards and Cortez and them are playing the same game we see all the time. It's, it's so frustrating. So here's Jay Darty comes along and says, hey, we get y'all $200 million off. Cortez comes back and says, well, you know, it depends on what it is is. It all comes back to the interpretation of what's an appropriation. So, see, they're trying to come up with something. They have nothing on the other side, so they're trying to come up with something to say, look, the House is wrong because they have nothing. This is desperate. This is what desperate people do. And unfortunately, in Louisiana, we seem to have a bunch of desperate politicians that they don't seem to care what happens to the state when they're gone while they ride off in the sunset to go make the millions of dollars they set up while they went office. Edwards in the Green New Deal. There's so many people making money on the Green New Deal. It's, it's almost laughable now. That's a laughable proposition. It's laughable. They threaten them, folks. I'm just telling you what they're doing. Not bodily harm, not that kind of threat. Threatening their projects, threatening your area, going around to the municipalities and saying, look at that guy, it's a bad guy. It's a bad guy. He ain't giving you your money. And we got a Mardi Gras economy. Throw me something, mister. Just throw me anything. And they, by, by the way, what, you, you know, Brandon, you've been around Mardi Gras parade. When y'all catch all them little beads and necklaces, how much is that worth? It's not a whole lot in the real world. Not a whole lot in the real world. Go try to resell them, Brandon, and see if you can get what you pay for. It's, it's incredible. Cortez, Edwards, playing the game that we always play. We always lose. And we end up on the backside of this. That's, that's not good. But take a break. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for. It business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. 
Com. Politicians aren't going to save Louisiana, but the right leader will. Stephen Wagesback for governor. Stephen is pro-law enforcement. He supports parents' rights. And Stephen believes Louisiana's people are the key to our economic success. Everything the other states are doing, we can easily do with the right plan and the right leader and the right movement that begins in moments like this. I'm running for governor of Louisiana. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagesback, the right leader for governor. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana PAC. Hey, folks, have you ever thought about building your dream home? There's no time like today to start building, and my friends at Schumacher Homes can take you from the start to the finish. Now through May 31st, all eligible buyers can receive 4.949% APR, 30-year fixed financing when financing their custom home with Schumacher Mortgage. They got the mortgage. They can build a home. They can put you in your dream home, folks. Take advantage of the deal to May 31st. You're going to be excited you came across my friends at Schumacher Homes. Go to SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. Online house visualizes designing your custom home has never been simpler when you go to Schumacher Homes online. Mix and match colors, materials, find your dream home. Perfect exterior and interior. You can do it all with Schumacher's home. Choose it now. Go today. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. They can finance it and they can bill it. And they take you from the first step to the last step until they bill it. SchumacherHomes.com. They're the company to use. Every Bag Moon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Let's go to uh Woody in Shreveport. Woody, welcome to the Moon Graffon Show. How you doing, Moon? Doing fine, sir. Moon, I heard an interview on Fox News last week from a leading doctor in Denmark that studies the link between different drugs and the effect of mental illness. Well, she has proved that long-term use in marijuana does cause, can cause severe mental problems. So I don't know how many heard it, but it was on there. And I read that. Knows what she's talking about. Yeah, I read that, and I'm, I'm, I, if that is 100% accurate, which I have no reason to believe it don't, it's not. Uh, we just fooling people by telling people that. I mean, it's just... That, you know, marijuana, I get in an argument with people all the time. They're illegal. We don't need to legalize any more dope or drugs, and that's just my opinion. I'm sticking to it. But, you know. Well, uh, that lady, I, I believe she knows what she's talking about. And why don't they make this a national thing to, if that's what it causes, my God, Moon, think about our young people coming up. Yep, yep. Well, once so, again. That's all. I, once again, we, uh. We're so smart about everything, and uh, we're going to just legalize stuff. It's all legalized everywhere else, and people are moving and going there. I mean, I guess you're going to have to smoke enough dope one day to, because of what are they doing to this country, the left's doing to this country, so you don't have to realize what they're doing. At least you feel good. Anyway, let me run. Appreciate the call. 844-766-6607 is the number if you'd like to be part of the Moon Graffon Show. It's, uh, by the way, I'll, give me an example. You know, you've heard me get on Stuart Cathy. And uh, 
Stuart Cathy ran against Big Lake Fannin, Brandon. He ran against Big Lake Fannin, and, and, uh, and you know, he got beat. But Big Lake ran against uh, Jay Morris. Jay Morris is another senator. Why is Jay Morris not standing up for the little people on this budget? Why is Jay Morris on the budget? He's a senator. Hey, Jay, where you at? Why are you walking along with this crowd acting like you're some kind of conservative? And, uh, and Stuart Cathy ran against, I mean, Jay Morris beat Jim Fannin on the back that Big Fannin was a big government, spin every penny type person, and he beat him. Cathy didn't beat him. But Jim, Jay Morris beat him. Why is Jay Morris not a senator standing out? When are we going to hear from Jay Morris, Senator Jay Morris? When are we going to hear from Stuart Cathy? You know? It's, uh, it's ridiculous what they want to spin in Baton Rouge. Absolutely outrageous. The House is right. The Senate is wrong. Where's Morris? Where's Kathy? Where, why are they not standing up? You know, where's the senators that are going to stand up against this bill? Incredible. All right, let's go Patrick out of Baton Rouge. Patrick, how you doing, sir? Hey, Moon. Uh, you're talking about spending in Baton Rouge. I'm, I'm from Baton Rouge, and... um. We have a problem with these. Uh, they keep passing these crime prevention districts. They're supposed to help with fighting crime. But what they do, they put a property tax on property owners. And we got this Barbara Freiberg uh, who's in the house, and she represents, like, the LSU area. And she's introducing a crime prevention district that's going to cost small business owners, you know, these are property owners, like $5,000 a year. And... You know, they're like, well, the people get the vote on it. We're not passing the tax. The the people, it'll be on the ballot and the people can vote. The thing is, the people that get the vote for this, they don't necessarily own property. Yeah. They could just live in the district. And then the actual property owner, the business owner, he may live in a different district or she, and they don't get the vote on the tax, but yet the ta- they have to pay the tax. So people can vote for this tax, even though they're not responsible for paying for it. And this one's going to cost, like, property owners $5,000. I mean, if you are a small business owner, that's a lot of money. A and lot, I just, that's, and, that's and she a calls lot herself a Republican. That's a lot of money for individuals, a lot of money for business owners. But uh, the Republican label on her should be stripped off immediately. Uh, she, she's, uh, she's really out there on most bills, which doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, I think she was part of the fraud. Yeah. I think she was part of the fraud squad too, if I'm recall. Unless she was a Democrat at the time, and uh, so nothing surprised well, me about her. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if these crime prevention districts are being passed in other cities throughout Louisiana, but Baton Rouge has a lot of them. And um, what is a crime? What is a crime prevention district? I mean, we don't want crime in any district. I mean, what is that? Just to milk the taxpayers? What is? What is it? It's supposedly a property tax to pay for extra patrols, which it, it may do, okay, and pay for beautification. The problem is it's a tax, it's a property tax, and, and it costs, you know, some of them are like this one's going to cost business owners $5,000. A year? The problem is, well, that's what WBRZ, our local news station, yeah. uh, had a little story on it, and that's how I became aware of it. It's not getting a lot of news coverage. And it was passed unanimously in the House, which means both Republicans and Democrats just, oh, yeah, crime prevention sounds like a good thing. The problem is the cost of it. And we should already be paying for this in our in our basic taxes. We already paid for, you know, police and fire and all that. But, um, yeah, I guess it's like an additional tax to pay for additional security. 
And the, the problem is the people that vote for the tax don't necessarily have to pay it. Yeah, and the people it. that are stuck paying this tax, yeah. Well, at least if it's local, y'all going to get to beat it. And that's that's what you have to do. You have to beat those local taxes because you can't beat state and national. we got to go, Patrick. Thanks for the call. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. my good friends at Stein, and that's one of those great Louisiana companies. All you have to do is go to steinhome.com, steinhome.com, and check out their big sale I have going on now. They have the brochure on the website for you to go check out, but they got everything on the website. They got special financing for 12 months as well. So if you're looking for a big deal, you're one of those people that are looking for something in the garden area, lawnmowers or flowers or things of that nature, you need to go to steinhome.com. Wow, they got all the big names waiting on you. Better brands right here at Stein. So check them out at steinhome.com. They got a 2023 outdoor power equipment catalog, a new 16-page catalog available in all the stores now. Steinhome.com, steinhome.com. Listen to me. Pick up your artist curbside. They got drive-through lumberyard. Stein is that great Louisiana company I've been bragging about for many, many years. And you can order online and go pick it up. Choose the better bucket. Our friends at Stein, steinhome.com, steinhome.com. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. James LeBlanc. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Always a pleasure. 844-766-6607 is the number. And it is, uh, it is, uh, it is, uh, hump day, Wednesday. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to get into something in, in a minute. One of the reasons that I'm against them. One of the reasons I'm against them raising the cap is this is the same thing we did after Katrina came in when all that money came in and spent every penny, spent every penny, every penny. Uh, the media, which is fairly the advocate, enemy of the state, has really just done a disservice to, to Louisiana. They do a disservice to Louisiana. They really do a big disservice. By the way, uh, Derek says uh, you need to quit calling um, Paige Cortez and them the Three Stooges. Why? 
He said, because you're insulting the Three Stooges who had so much talent. <laughs> you know what? Darren's probably right. He's probably right. I, you, know, you can watch the Three Stooges on the same station that has Hogan's Heroes every day on Saturday. <laughs> I hadn't watched it. I, I, I see the, the previews on it. I kind of laugh. But Derek is right. I'm, he's, he's probably correct about that. The Three Stooges were really people. People love the Three Stooges. I don't think anybody likes these guys except the ones that are going to get money from them. One of the other reasons is I like to look at the big picture. I don't think uh, Cortez and uh, and Edwards can see fast past their glasses on their own nose. I just don't think their vision goes any further than their glasses. And uh, But, you know, we're talking about defaulting on our debt, okay? And that, that, that part of it in itself, I'm not concerned about because I'm more worried about what happens if we keep raising the debt ceiling in, in the national government. And you can say, well, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter. The national federal government has wrote all these checks from the Green New Deal to carbon uh, capture crazy till uh, electric cars, the batteries, and to all this money that we're getting ready to watch everybody go get and spend, and it's going to sink us. I read a lot. I'm telling you, I read a lot and I follow a lot of this stuff, and that don't make me smarter than anybody because I'm not, but but everybody's not reading the big picture here. We're running $4.5 billion, billion worth of debt above what we bring in at the federal level, and nobody cares. That's not fundamental. I've not had a banker, somebody in the finance business. I've read stories from leftist looney tunes that think this is okay, just keep doing it. And it's going to spin us into oblivion. It's going to hurt this country in a way, way more than the debt ceiling. And, I, and I've been saying this. And I've, I've got good friends of mine that understand finances to explain it to me. Okay? And one of the things that they've been explaining to me for a while that I've been saying on the program is that who's going to buy the Treasury bills on all this debt? What country is going to continue to buy it? When they say no more buying of the debt, do you understand that the federal government is broke and they cannot send all this money to the states? This is how, this is how they hook everybody. Then it came out, market watch. Debt ceiling deal will spark a new worry. I've been talking about this for 15, 20 years. Who will buy the deluge of treasury bills? It's an unintended consequences of the debt ceiling deal getting done. Folks, I've been hollering from the top of my lungs. You can't keep doing this at the federal level. You can't keep doing it at the state level. We're so more dependent on the federal government now than we were just 20 years ago. I laugh when they did a puff piece. I mean, they, by the way, and, and, and my, my friend, uh, uh, Scott McKay made a great piece. Y'all go read about, about it, about this puff piece that the twit Tyler Bridges and Abaca did on page to make him sound like he's such a good, smart guy. You know, he had a mama. He was a teacher. That's, that, that, it was such a bunch of bunk. Just so people can go along with whatever he wants to do. And what he wants to do is what Bell wants to do. But I'm looking at the big picture. The federal government, and I've been saying this for a long time, they keep printing it. They keep printing it. And we're watching inflation skyrocket. 
And I got story after story. I'm reading for people who are smart who've not been wrong on this stuff. And they're telling me when I read this, we in deep trouble if we keep going down the same road. And now all of a sudden, people that are smarter than me are finally writing about this. The question is, who will buy our debt? That's why they're able to go print money. We're running up debt. Somebody's buying our debt. I mean, that's incredible. Treasury bills are debt issued by the U.S. government that mature in four to 52 weeks. New bill uh, could reach about $1.4 trillion through the end of 2023. Folks, this is money. We're going to be $50 trillion in debt. You got to have somebody buying the debt. We had a debt ceiling. This debt ceiling has been around for a while. You got to stop. You got to say, oh, just a second. It's like when you got a credit card. Oh, I had a $25,000 limit. I'm at $25,000. I got to now reprioritize things to get this money down. That's not what we do. What we do in the United States of America and Louisiana, we say, well, we had the $25,000 pressure. My, the answer to me would be, Brandon, we got we to cut the credit card up. It's time to get rid of the credit card. It's, it's time for us to do something different. Not in Louisiana and not in the federal government. You know what we do? We say, hey, can you up that, uh, can you up that credit card to $5,000? Absolutely, Mr. Griffon. $50,000 it is. And I look at, hey, I got twenty-five more thousand dollars to go play with. I got twenty-five thousand dollars that I can go spend now. Instead of how am I going to get rid of the twenty-five thousand? No. So when we get to fifty thousand dollars, now we have fifty thousand that we were just twenty-five thousand just last year. So Brandon, I call Visa, or whoever, and go, hey. You think you can up that puppet at 75? And they go, yes. And I go, wow, I got $25,000 more I can spend. And it goes to 75. Then they up it to 100. That's what we're doing. Never intention to pay it back. If I had, let's think about it. I want you to think about it. This is hard. This is very hard for some elected officials to think about. It. And it's hard for anybody in the left. If I couldn't pay $25,000 worth of debt back, how in the hell am I going to pay $75,000 worth of debt back? If we couldn't pay back $5 trillion, okay, how in the world are we going to pay back $50 trillion? Folks, it's a disaster, and it's all by design. We got people running the money supply in the government now that want us to blow up. I know that sounds like, wow, who would ever think of that? Well, we now learn that a man can become a woman, and a woman can become a man. Who would ever think that? Who would ever thought a man can now go win a sport event in a woman's sport by just saying, I'm a woman? <laughs> I mean, who would ever thought that? Who ever thought men can get pregnant? Who would ever thought we'd put tampon machines in the men's bathroom? If you can't pay $25,000 worth of debt back, how can you pay 100000 You can't. And getting a limit that you can raise it even more is absolutely wrong. But we're doing it at the federal level and the state level. And the reason we're doing it is because we have no dang common sense and we don't care about money anymore. Wait till they get us on crypto money. They'll control everything you say, do, and buy. 
This is designed by the left to absolutely destroy America. And the state governments and all these local municipalities that are up there begging for money from the state, you're getting it from the federal money that's coming in. And you're hurting us because all 50 states are doing it. Folks, nobody's in leadership anymore. And I'll give the Republicans they're trying to hold out. The Republicans in the House in Baton Rouge are doing great. It's the Senate Republicans. It's 80% of the Senate Republicans that are selling this state out. And at the federal level, it's all the Democrats that are selling us out. Folks, think about it. Brandon, I'm telling you, if you can't pay $25,000 worth of debt today, how can you pay 100 tomorrow? Hey, Brandon, you know what I'm talking about. You're pretty frugal. Okay, you're a lot more if frugal. You think I'm than frugal, I, you see how frugal my wife well, is. Well, I'm frugal in a lot of areas, yeah, yeah. but I'm not as frugal as you. But the, <laughs> my point being is you get it because you don't want the $100,000 debt. Mm-hmm. But you're smart enough not to even go past the twenty-five. <laughs> you, would, you would cut the credit cards up and say, hey, this is it. We We're ex- going another yeah. direction. We did cut the credit cards up. Well, now we'll get we'll get a better one, I, but we have we've been around a credit card now for about a year and a half. What I'm saying yeah. is that's smart. Yeah. If you got a credit card and you paying it off every month, mm-hmm. I have no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But Brandon, we're not doing that in the United mm-hmm. States of America. We're running it up, and it's by design. This is not this is not accidental, folks. All right. Paul and Nakedis, you're up next, but I gotta take a break. I, this is, see, I'm looking at the big picture. See, I can see further than Paige Cortez and Bell Evers can see past the glasses on their nose. And I can see a lot further than any anybody in Washington, DC. This is this ought to scare people. And it's not. Give me my money. Give me my money. Throw me something, mister. We'll be right back. Do you remember recess? Our children may not, because our kids are busy learning how to take a standardized test. One size fits all. That's what teachers must teach, the LEAP test. So it's hard to get kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. These things can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. Experts know kids do better when you let them be kids, but our experts don't. They make teachers teach a test. Meanwhile, we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them, let them do their jobs. While we're at it, let's provide farm fresh food to kids at school. Our farms have an abundance. Our kids need the nutrition and our schools already make meals. My name is Hunter Lundy. I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian, a conservative, and an independent. Exercise, life skills, teachers who teach, and farm fresh food. Why not? You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880. Or visit getaspnow.com. Hi, I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible seller's options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. The IRS. 
I I mean, I'm not being ugly. I'm being honest. I hate when that doesn't come out of my mouth. I'm just saying. I hate when that doesn't come out of my mouth. It's true. Let's go, Brandon. 844-766-6607. Brandon making me feel bad about something I got to spend money on. By the way, I'm paying cash. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm paying cash. Yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, Paul and Nackett is Mr. Paul. What's going on, brother? Hey, we're, we're on the Titanic. And it's already hit the iceberg, and the captain and the crew know, but they just ain't got enough guts to tell us because it's over. I mean, if this interest rate, it, it makes it impossible to ever get out of this hole if the interest rate. But goes here's the off. problem: I mean, you're talking about just the interest rates. I'm just talking about the just borrowed the money before you put interest rates on. Yeah. And you know, Paul, the uh, thing about right. it is, go talk to your banker. Go sit down. Look, I've sat down with bankers. I've sat down with financial planners and people that understand money. And they shake their head and they say, man, we don't know where we're going. But I know this, we're not stopping. And we and when all these so-called smart people in Washington, we're not stopping this. So that tells me it's intentional. This uh, one guy said uh, the unintended consequences of raising the debt ceiling. Well, it ain't unintended consequences. We know dang good and well it's going to blow up. Let me say this real quick. You had a guest on Brandon Trosclair, and I like his Let's Go Brandon uh, website. But it's how important it is for these guys to come on your show and tell you what you think because he sold me. I'm all in. So uh, he's the right guy for Secretary of State. He gets it. He understands what has to be done. The idea we can't audit these elections is absurd. But uh, let's go, Brandon Trosclair for Secretary of State. Yeah, Brand, my, my, if you got a chance my, my to come producer, on the show, come make My producer is very upset at you because he, he was kind of taking that – Man, Owen, you, you didn't jump gears on him. I'm just letting you know, if you can't get on anymore, that's that's between you and Brandon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyhow, Cross Player did a good job on your show. I'm going to tell him that. And, and and by him being on your show is a reason. Well, I'm they all ought to come. I mean, I'm, I'm, waiting, uh, yep. I'm waiting to hear from Nancy Landry, who's more than welcome, and I'm waiting to hear from my, my buddy uh, Clay Shakespeare. Clay ought to come. Now, we're yeah. going to talk about other things with Clay, then we can talk about Secretary of State. But he's more than welcome yeah, Secretary of State. Yeah, he, he may as well not bother even talking about Secretary of State. By the he, way, needs to, he needs to answer for being head oh, of fraud yeah. squad. By the way, uh, one other thing to, to let you know if you hadn't heard me say it. So we hit our borrowing limit in January. Okay. We're spending $4.5 billion per day over what we take in. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, so my question to you is this intended? Or not intended, because if I know this, and I ain't that bright, and you know this, but you're brighter than me, shouldn't these so-called smart people that understand money jump up and say, enough's enough, guys, enough's enough? They're talking about unintended consequences. Biden's own bill, his own bill says we'll be at 2030, maybe a little further than that, we'll be $50 trillion in a hole. $50 yeah. trillion. Well, How do you get out of that? Now? If you can't get out of five trillion, doing, how do you get out of fifty trillion, though, Paul? They can't because the math doesn't work now. It, there's nothing. Like I said, we're on the Titanic that's already hit the bird. They just ain't got enough guts to tell us that they're going to hit, hit reset button on this economy, and, and that's when things get interesting. Yeah, and word, I think that day's coming. Yeah. I, I, it, it has to. The word reset ought to scare you when you look at what reset really means. Uh, the other thing yeah, is I, now: Am I wrong by telling the state of Louisiana and all these? elected officials and all these municipalities that are at the state begging for money and all these all these lobbies begging for money, begging for money. 
is it am I wrong by telling you the money's going to run out and y'all really going to be crying because there's not going to be money to give you anything and you put your heart and soul in getting money from the state who's getting money from the federal government you are going to be yeah. shocked at how bad it's going to be for you because you didn't depend on yourself well, look, what, state budgets, 50% of the state budget now is federal money back when Jindal was in there, yeah. what, 25%, 30%? So it, that, it was, it was that a little higher than it, that. But, and it's but, almost 50 billion now. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, Edwards has made it, what I've always said, easy to be poor in this state, and he's making it worse. Yep. Well, anyway. that's why my grandkids and my daughters live in Dallas and Fort and uh, Waco. Everybody's no. moving to Texas, babe, and, I'm moving, and that's where I'm going next because I'm not staying here for the – for the show in Louisiana, if I'm gonna be miserable, I'm gonna be miserable around my grandkids on that level. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I'll be hey, with them. Your grandkids will make you smile. <laughs> that's exactly. Hey, that's the reason I do everything. I mean, I, I keep telling these idiots. If it wasn't for my grandkids, I'd be one of these crazy people that that they uh, that you see on the news. So they they the things that keep me sane. That's what keeps me level. Not not hey, government, not programs. You know what? Stuff. You know what the interests. On the debt, the interest on our debt right now is $663 billion a year. You know what the interest would be in 2033? $1.4 trillion. Now, remember, this is interest only. Only. Interest only. $1.4 trillion. You think they're going to keep sending all this money to the states? We're going to get hit by a hurricane. They're going to go, we can't help y'all. We ain't got anything. Because once the, the federal government cannot sell the debt, and you can go ask anybody that's smart about finances. And I know a bunch of them that are really good because they've been talking to me about this on my, off there on my program for 15 years, that this is going to be a disaster when they tell us we can't buy your debt anymore. Now, what they do is they'll make a deal. They'll say, but I tell you what, we'll stand behind y'all if y'all make Americans buy into crypto. We'll stand behind you if we can control the money supply on crypto. I mean, that's, that's part of the that's part of the reset. But like you said, that they're, they're going to have to monetize this debt and and everything, and they'll write you a check and and they'll send the money to Louisiana, but the money's not going to be worth anything. You, you'll still get you'll still get your Social Security check, and it'll say whatever however whatever amount you were supposed to get, you'll get that. It just won't it won't pay the light bill when it's all said and done. That's what happens to your money when you inflate well, it. It's like I told coming. you. I mean, there's no way to get away from it. I don't go to fast foods a whole lot. I just don't, and it's because of my age and all that stuff. But I went the other day. I was I was yep. going fishing, and I pulled in one. And what I used to buy, a hamburger, fries, and a Coke, you know, 6 bucks, six fifty, whatever, somewhere in there. $10. No, no, yeah. no, sir. $12.33. Yeah. I didn't get any more than I got two years ago. So when I drive up and it's 25 bucks, I probably won't drive up. I probably just... <laughs> Try to go yep. make because your food at the grocery store is hot. It's all from printed money. All this Green New Deal is causing prices to go higher, not lower. They lied. Electric cars are going to be higher, not lower. And besides, they, they don't even want you in an electric car. They want you to ride trains and, and uh, bike paths and uh, buses. That's really what they want you to do. Uh, the 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 15-minute city, go check it out. That's your future. You won't need a car. Yeah, all this electric car stuff, that ain't the plan, babe. They ain't planning on you. You're not going to buy no $80,000, $90,000, $100,000 electric car. Let me, You're going to live in the city, and they're going to give you a bicycle. I had uh, Mr. Greg Biles on yesterday. I love having him on because he's pretty blunt, and he, he made a good I, – I asked him, was this about money? And he said, yes, the money's causing all this. And I asked him what the future was, and he said he wished he could answer that, but he can't. No, I can answer it. 
but he knows they're going to the control answer. when they the when they control energy, the chemical plants. They'll 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 control us like you've never seen. Just like they did with COVID and healthcare. We got a doctor telling me to wear a mask for a virus. That's the dumbest thing I'll get. I'll get a vaccine that hadn't been proven. And then they told me the vaccine don't stop the virus and it don't stop you from getting it, don't stop you from giving it to somebody. Why am I taking a vaccine and wearing a mask? What's the reason again? Unbelievable. They told you to. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They said said it. It must be true. All right. We got to take a break. Thanks for it. All right. For you folks leaving us, have a great day. Check us out. Listen live at moongraphon.com. Another hour to go. It's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Buy more time on Lisa Brady, Fox News. The U.S. Treasury Department reaching out to federal agencies on whether any payments can be delayed to postpone a possible default as early as June 1st as White House and congressional negotiators continue talks on raising the debt limit and spending cuts. A spokesperson tells Fox that uh, the outreach is necessary to get a true estimate of when the country will run out of money. Fox is Jackie Heinrich at the White House. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy just telling reporters moments ago he does not think there will be a default, but that the two sides remain far apart. The speaker's team says the biggest gap is on spending levels and limits, but Fox has learned Democrats are very resistant to new work requirements for some welfare programs, saying the latest GOP offer cuts SNAP benefits beyond what's in the House passed bill, calling that harsher than what Trump once tried to do. And even though the White House reciprocated praise for McCarthy yesterday, saying his team is making a good faith effort, that's not being echoed by House Democratic leadership. Just one quarter of America Americans say the debt limit issue should be tied to talks on spending in a new Monmouth University poll. Today is the day for a much-anticipated campaign. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will officially announce his presidential candidacy tonight on a Twitter Spaces event with none other than Elon Musk. Twitter Spaces are usually audio chat rooms popular with the social network's users. The super PAC aligned with Republican frontrunner and former President Donald Trump who has made DeSantis the lone target of his primary campaign, called the announcement out of touch. Fox's Evan Brown, a man accused of threatening the president after crashing a rented truck into a barrier near the White House this week, is due in court next hour, facing multiple federal charges. Court documents say he told Secret Service agents he flew to the nation's capital from Missouri to seize power and be put in charge of the nation. America is listening to Fox News. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, and it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. Simply Safe was named Best Home Security of 2023 by U.S. News and World Report. But we don't do what we do for the accolades. We do it to protect you and everything you love. 
Our advanced sensors, indoor and outdoor HD cameras, and hazard detectors are powered by live 24-7 professional monitoring, so you get emergency help fast. Get 20% off any new system with interactive monitoring at simplysafe.com slash radio. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Gas stoves are on the Capitol Hill grill as Democrats like Congresswoman Cori Bush defend the Energy Department's proposed new regulations. This proposed rule is not a ban on gas stoves. Research proves that improving the energy efficiency of gas stoves and switching to electric stoves completely will save lives, will save money, and will save our environment. Republican Congressman Pat Fallon, though, says it's more government overreach. This proposed rule is just one in a series of recent actions that embody the Biden administration's whole-of-government approach to overregulate Americans' day-to-day lives. Fallon says he's sending a letter with questions about appliance rules to Energy Department officials who are not attending today's hearing. Guam is being hit by the most powerful storm to lash the U.S. territory in decades, a Category 4 typhoon that's bringing heavy rain, powerful winds and a dangerous storm surge already knocking out power to many communities And it is expected to get stronger as the day goes on. President Biden had already issued an emergency disaster declaration to free up federal assistance. There's a new temporary rule for kickoffs in the NFL aimed at preventing concussions. 99.3% of kickoff plays in the NFL last season ended without any players suffering concussions. But on 19 occasions, players were concussed on kickoff plays, which annually produced the highest rate of concussions. 19, five more than the year before. NFL executive Jeff Miller said sitting still and continuing to do nothing was unacceptable. Next season, as a one-year trial, the NFL will attempt to diminish the number of significant head injuries on kickoffs by allowing for receiving teams who make fair catches behind their own 25-yard line to still begin possession at the 25-yard line. Fox's Jared Max. The Dow's down 238. And Lisa Brady, Fox News. The Cajun Heartland State Fair is coming May 25th through June 4th. It's the fair's 35th anniversary, and you can celebrate with savings. Get the News Talk 96.5 KPL Mega Pack before the start of the fair and save. News Talk 96.5 KPL Mega Pack includes four ride wristbands and four fair admission vouchers for only $95. And you can redeem them on any day of the fair you choose. Save $45 when you score the News Talk 96.5 KPL Mega Pack, just $95. And hurry because there's a limited quantity of the Mega Packs. Better get yours today. You can buy the News Talk 96.5 KPL Mega Pack at the Cajun Dome box office or online at CajunDome.com. LUS presents the Cajun Artland State Fair May 25th to June 4th at the Cajun Dome. Experience the wild rides on the Gold Star Midway or free family entertainment at Lanyap Lane. Learn more at CajunDome.com or KPL965.com and click on the Cajun Dome link. Brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL, where Acadiana comes to talk. This hour brought to you by Restoration One of Lafayette, your local expert for water, fire, and mold remediation. Call 337-RESTORE now and let them get your home back to its original glory. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media.
Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Don't forget, 12 o'clock, Mr. Dan Bongino comes in. Joe Cuttingham slides in at 3. Uh, Shannon is off. Sides. You notice I said off. I hesitate and said off sides. Uh, 4 to 6, the, the great one, Mark Levin, and, of course, our friends at American Ground Radio. We're taking it at 9 o'clock. After that, I'll be sleeping, so I don't care. <laughs> Now, Moon, but, tomorrow, Raging Cajuns play tonight. 7.30. Yes. Should they lose? Let us hope not. Should they lose? 12.30 tomorrow. Pre-game. Yeah, and it'll be on this station. It'll so be Bongino on KPEL, the station uh, that Lafayette Arcadian is listening yeah, to. Yeah, actually, we, uh, we, we were worried about them coming in third. Had they came in third, they would be playing right. They would be playing at 9 o'clock this morning or 9.30. Today or tomorrow, whenever. Yeah. And... Um, uh, they would have, we we didn't know what to do, but I think they was gonna put the Cajuns on our, our sister station right here, the Goat. I think is what they Pro- were, probably. They, they, yeah. they decided where well, the problem is with me being syndicated. These other stations all wanted programs. So, I mean, look, they, I told them I'd be glad to move out the way for the Cajuns, but what do you do with these other nine stations? Can't and, do it. No, it, 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 and look, they, I let them make that decision. I let Town Square make that. I just stayed out the way. I didn't go in there selling it. I said, y'all do whatever I need to do. Y'all let me know. There are other studios, like when we do Bongino, we do it in another studio. We don't even do it in this studio. We do it in another studio. So they would have managed it. I was going to let them. I'm not an expert on anything, but I'm definitely not an expert on how to make radio programs go over there. So I stayed out of the way. All righty. Uh, my good friends at, uh, oh, man, I got so many good friends. Superior. Superior Automotive. Superior Repair Shot. Superior Troller Motor. Whatever you want to call them. Uh, their motto is they, they, they worry about my fishing business because they are into my fishing business because they want me on the water. So they care about me getting on the water. And guess what? They've done one heck of a job keeping me on the water. Whether it's the new trolling motor I bought from or the new batteries I have to buy about every three years, within three years. Uh, I, go to, I go to Superior Trolling Motors. And I know Keith and I know Derek, and they do such a good job. They're located 116 Banks Avenue. We can almost throw a rock from me and hit them. The pro- reason I don't do that, they might throw one back. Superior, anything to do with your trail or your boats, uh, you know, that my electronics, I got them to put them in so they'll run right. So any little thing you're looking to fix on that boat and keep you on the water, they are the ones you need to talk to. Superior Trolling Motor, Superior Repair Shop. Hey, go to, to the website, superiortrollermotor.com, and see if my friends can help you. All right, now I was talking a little bit about uh, the debt ceiling. And the reason I was talking about it is I've been in contact with people. I wish I could call my buddy out of Monroe. We've been, he's been talking about this 15 years about this debt and the debt ceiling they keep raising. Folks, it's going to be worse up the road. And this is what bothers me is we don't have enough smart people in the country and politics that are not telling people you can't keep doing this. It's not fundamental to finances. It's not fundamental to anybody's finances. And so I looked since 2016, okay, the U.S. public debt has exceeded its debt ceiling in the past, including by suspension it, suspending it eight times since 2016. Just suspend it. Spend whatever you want to spend. Well, man, we had COVID. Okay, we had COVID. But what are you going to do when the next disaster happens? We're going to be $34 trillion worth of debt when they raise the debt ceiling. I just shared with you, interest on debt, $650 billion. Ten years, the interest on the debt is $1.4 trillion. Folks, 
when they're printing this money and putting it and, and, and getting somebody to buy a debt, you talk about high prices and vehicles and cars and food and everything else. This is what they're doing. This is not being done. This is not accidental. It's not. It can't be. I'm not a financial guru. I'm not. I'd be the first to tell you. I wish I was, but I'm not. I know more than they know. They're creating a doomsday scenario in the financial markets if the U.S. defaults, okay? What are they creating five, ten years down the road? They're creating a doomsday scenario you can't get out of. So, Mark, I asked him, Mark's sitting in for Brandon for a few minutes. Mark, I asked Brandon this, I'll ask you. So, if I'm $25,000 credit card, I'm going to keep this simple. Even nobody, nobody from Balkanville or Gaydon is listening right now. So, if you got a $25,000 credit card, and you go, wow, this is a lot of debt. That would be a lot of debt for me on a credit card. I don't know about you, but I would think you're like me, you're middle class, that'd be a lot of debt on a credit card, would it? Yes. Would the answer be cut it up and start paying it down? Or would the answer be to get Visa? To give you fifty thousand dollars worth of credit. Well, that's that's a duh. You you know it would for you and me, common sense folk. It would be cut the card up. But why is it simple for you and me and for Brandon, and it's not simple for the federal government? These guys think they're smarter than God. No, no, because they're morons and they have no common sense. So here's what they do: they go to fifty thousand. I'm keeping it simple. They go to fifty thousand. So you know what they say? Hey, we got money to spend. Let's spend money. Do what we want. Go on vacation. Go on that trip we always wanted. So it gets to fifty thousand. So is the answer at that point? You know what? We better. We better. We better. We, we got to stop this. Or would it be? You cut the credit cards up and say we got a long way to go. Then they say Visa. No, don't do that. We gonna up the credit card limit to a hundred thousand dollars. And you go, wow. We got a lot more money to spend. You know, the, the Rome trip, we always wanted to go on a cruise and go. Now we're going to go to 100000 and you get it to 100000 Now, let me ask you a question. What do you think to the average price? Is it easy to pay off what it was at, 25000 Which, by the way, is a problem because to pay that off for me or you probably would take us a little while. Unless we go rate our savings account or something. Or would it be easy to pay off when it's 100000 $100,000 worth of debt and a credit card for the average person? Hey, you'd you be gonna paying your, your whole life. You'd be Thank paying you. your whole life. Thank you. With, with, with slightly above minimum payments. But we're talking in the trillions, and none of us even understand billions, but we sure don't understand trillions. How is, if it's not being done by design, how can it have, I read this article, unintended consequences? There's no unintended consequences, folks. There's none. And so, all right, let me give you a couple more. Steve Forbes, you remember him? Steve Forbes was a smart guy. Forbes says, massive debt, crippling economy. You see, folks, to get everything under control, they're going to start raising the interest rates even more. And we're going to have higher inflation where your dollars don't go as far. So that means what? The economy's going to be crippled. He said, growing federal budget deficit under President Biden is not just paper money, it's resources from the American people. It's resources from the American people who can use those resources better, more productively than bureaucrats in Washington who are already reading up crony projects that won't pass the light of day in the private sector. Political cronyism is going to explode. That's what's happening in Baton Rouge, too. Political cronyism has kept us last. Blank Page and Edwards and, and uh, Shakedown Shakespeare, they are all putting us in the wrong direction. Well, this ain't like the debt ceiling. Hell, it ain't. 
You got to raise the uh, expenditure limit. You just call it a different name. You got to raise it to spend it. Same thing with these guys. I just think my credit card example keeps it simple for the average person. It's a hell of a lot lower to pay off a hundred thousand than than twenty five. But how hard will it be to pay off fifty trillion versus five trillion? Which, if you go back to George W. Bush, who was I think one in two thousand. That's 23 years ago. We had $5 trillion. Bush took it to 10 Obama took it to 20 Trump's went up a lot. Trump was going up, too. But his went up a lot because of COVID, and Biden don't give a damn. He's just going to keep running it up. Folks, this stuff's going to affect you and me. I'm telling you, it's going to affect us in a way. But I'm going to tell you what happens. We could take our lumps now, and we'd be better off than trying to take the lumps up the road because it's not going to really be any lumps to be taken up the road. I don't want to live through the Great Recession or Depression. I don't know if anybody, one or two more, I don't know if anybody that wants to live through a Great Recession or Depression. I haven't talked to anybody. Oh, that sounds like fun. (laughs) If you brought Mark, I know your history. You ever read about the Great Depression? Go read about it. it. You know what the Great Depression would do if you read about it? Depress you. Same crap we're doing, except on a higher scale. Mm. At a higher scale and a higher level. We're not only going to have debt, folks, according to Forbes, we're going to have a weaker economy. That means it's harder to pay off all the things that we owe. That is not even counting the hundreds of trillions of dollars that we owe personally if you put it all together. Forbes added that the House GOP does doesn't back down on, on defunding the 87,000 new IRS agents because the last thing we need is the IRS on our butt for paying them when we can't even pay ourselves to live. This is, this, this, this is, our government has lost its mind. And our state government lost its mind a long time ago. But the federal government, folks, this is on purpose. And when you say it's not on purpose, prove to me it's not on purpose. Because I'm telling you right now, there was another article written, then, we, then we're going to take a break, Mark. We can, wait, we can wait a couple more minutes. I got a brief comment when you're done. Okay, markets are underestimating the inflation again. Brace yourself for what's getting ready to come. Now, I don't know about y'all, but inflation has popped me pretty good, and I know it's popped you because it's had to. They keep they, they run in articles like, who would be hit the hardest by the U.S. debt default? Social Security benefits, veterans payments, online debt selling. You know what? Everybody. But here's the problem. They don't want to stop. This Green New Deal, all this fake money we're printing to go into a lie is going to make it worse. All right, you have time to stay for it. Take a break. Yeah, Moon, Moon, common sense. You want to know how boring a guy I am? My credit card is not a credit card. It's a convenience card. I only use it. When I know that I have the money in the bank to pay that card one fell swoop into the month. I told you and I told Brandon, I tell everybody, that's how I use mine. I use mine as a business debit card. So if I need equipment or something that's going to cost me, say, $3,000, I'll put it and then pay it off. And then when I get my records at the end of the year, I got everything on there. It kind of makes it cool. But I'm the same way, Mark. I'm just telling you what we're doing in America and Louisiana is uncalled for. We'll take a break. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. 